Well, good afternoon and welcome to our next podcast in Notes on Neuromuscular. I am here today with uh, Lindsay Pallant, who is going to introduce herself. And we are talking today about uh, long bone fractures in Duchenne muscular dystrophy, part two. And that's because we are in this podcast focusing specifically on rehabilitation. So perhaps, Lindsay, you'd like to introduce yourself first and tell us where you're from. Thank you, Anna. I'm really pleased to uh, be joining you today. And uh, my name is Lindsay Pallant, as we said, and I work in Leeds with the Regional Neuromuscular Service been uh, here quite a long time and um, hopefully we can uh, all learn some things together about management of long bone fractures. Excellent thank you. So I think it's probably fair to say that this is part two and we strongly suggest that you listen to part one where I'm in conversation with uh, Jared Wong and Emily Rubin, a parent of a boy with Duchenne. Duchenne. And what's important about part one is that we talk about key medical management following a long bone fracture in Duchenne and the importance of, of specific areas of care, particularly because of the long-term use of steroids, information around anaesthetic use, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to repeat everything I said in the first podcast, but I think it's important to uh, take a, a peekaboo at that podcast and be aware of the, the Duchenne UK in case of emergency app, which gives a lot of useful information to parents. Um, However, this podcast, um, we hope may be useful to families, but also to um, therapists working with Duchenne muscular dystrophy. So we will be talking about uh, rehabilitation uh, in hospital and in the community. But perhaps it would be a good idea first, Lindsay, to let's just outline what is rehabilitation? What is the scope of what we're talking about? Thanks, yes, definitely. So when we talk about rehabilitation, we really mean looking after yourself. Well, in terms of fracture management, we're talking about looking after yourself while the fracture is healing, learning how to move or balance and do things for yourself as much as you can while you have your leg in a cast or maybe you've had uh, an operation and the fracture has been pinned or maybe you've had um, a complicated looking frame put on your leg to uh, assist the healing. And all this is obviously very new and can feel scary. Um, and you will need to learn, uh, you'll need more help to move than you did prior to the fracture. And all that yeah. can feel quite different and uh, takes a bit of getting used to. So rehabilitation is really, it's something that you do for yourself, but other people will also help you um, as you get used to this new phase, which is a temporary phase while yeah. your fracture is healing. Okay, excellent. And so I think I think you mentioned a very important word there. It is quite scary. And I think there's a temptation that you almost don't want to move because little movements can be quite painful and uncomfortable. But why is it important to keep moving after a fracture? Thank you. Well, we know that everybody's muscles get weak when we don't use them. Yeah. And when you've got a muscular dystrophy, um, your muscles are obviously weaker anyway, and it can be hard to get going again if you've had several weeks where you've had to sit down more, uh, you've not been able to get up and walk in the way that you were before. 
So it's really important to try to minimize uh, any extra muscle weakness by starting to move as much as you can, as soon as you can, yeah. uh, to give you the best chance of getting going again once the fracture's healed. You're going to need more help. That might be using equipment or it might be um, some additional help from physio or from your mum or somebody, yeah. the person who looks after you. But it is important to start moving straight away, even if that's just a little bit. Excellent. OK. And of course, by moving, you're also going to help the bones knit together more strongly, uh, because even though there will probably be some method of fixing the break uh, from the surgeon after your fracture, uh, actually a little bit of movement actually helps that bone bones knit um, uh, as well. So, OK, so we know it's important to get moving, but let's go back to the scenario of immediately um, after a fracture. And we're aware that that fracture may be in somebody who was still walking um, and that fractures occurred. It may be in somebody who was no longer walking. But we're going to talk about you know key principles are around both those scenarios, aren't, aren't we, Lindsay? So, OK, so immediate post fracture. Uh, what should what should happen straight away? So that uh, you'll be on a, in, a, in a ward um, at this point and you may have had some fixation or you may have had a cast put on your leg, uh, as Anna said, and uh, it will all feel a bit different. And it's important to have good pain relief. And uh, that's been referred to in the previous podcast. But learning how to move yourself in bed can start more or less straight away. Um, yeah. And it can feel scary and it feels different and you may need some help to do that. And that can be from your... Uh, mum or your person who looks after you but also from a physio and or an occupational therapist and so things um when we say moving we're not talking about getting up and walking immediately yeah. or uh, but we're talking about moving in bed being able to change your position making sure you can sit up so that you can eat and drink more easily making sure you can move your arms to get dressed and undressed and get yeah. washed and also things like getting on of the toilets, how are you going to do that? And all that needs to be thought about and planned. And that is rehabilitation. It starts straight away or yeah. in the very in the first couple of days. Uh, and then it progresses gradually as you start to feel a bit better and a bit more confident. Yeah. And I think that's really key because the, 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 the wards have an occupational therapist and a physio and they may not know so much about Duchenne, but they know a, an awful lot about uh, about these principles of care. And, uh, you know, the ideal is that they liaise with your specialist team. Uh, so the physio that you perhaps normally see in clinic or in the community and so that they can offer specific advice and support. Um, but they they are a great team to 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 get you going. Um, but of course, the other key thing that that uh, team in the hospital will be doing will be immediately planning for future discharge. And we know how important that is, don't we, we Lindsay? So, so what's the planning stage about? So um, obviously, hopefully you will have the right equipment for the stage that you're at. So most boys would be having it would have a wheelchair, hopefully that fits them, hopefully that works well. But obviously, if you've got a cast or a frame on your leg, you're going to need some adaptation to that chair to support your leg uh, while you're yeah. sitting in it. So the ward um, staff will help think about that, but they need to be liaising with your community physio and OT to think about how that's going to work when you start when you go home. And thinking yeah. about how you're going to manage going to school, 
because obviously that might not be the first thing you're thinking about doing but oh. after a couple of weeks people will be wanting to think about getting back into school so the it's much better to give people information in advance yeah. and um, because it takes time everybody you will all know as well as me how long it takes to get things organized and so the more information people have about uh, how long you're going to be in hospital, the date that you might be coming out and what that might look like, um, whether you're going to be able to sleep downstairs, how you're going to manage uh, getting on and off the toilet, planning for those pieces of equipment um, is much easier if you've got a week or so's notice than it is trying to do it in the very short uh, term. Absolutely. It is about pulling the team and preparing everybody for uh the, your your arrival back at home and and making sure that your family are are supported as as well of course many many boys will have already been doing some stretches and perhaps wearing splints should they carry on doing those things after a fracture yes i mean absolutely um so thinking about the your arms and legs that are unaffected by the fracture you'd really want to be doing um some some exercises maybe even a bit more if you're doing more sitting down having yeah. some more activities for your arms so maybe using some of those stretchy elastic um therapy bands or yeah. your water bottles filled with water to do some activities for your arms if you've got a self-propel wheelchair then actually self-propelling me it's not going to be easy it will feel awkward at the beginning even if it's only a short way even turning on the spot uh, but being able to do some activities with your arms is really important and your other leg well, it's obviously got a little bit of a rest um, yeah. while you're sitting down, but we, we don't want it to have too much of a rest. So some maybe some new activities um, with either some light weights or uh, different ways of, of doing exercises and yeah. using that leg to help you move up and down the bed if possible, because um, it, it's actually going to need to do extra work once you start get, uh, getting up again, if that's going to be possible, um, because it's going to need to take some of the some of the work off your leg that's injured. Yeah. So looking after yourself, splints, absolutely, because it's easy when you're in bed for your feet to drop down and to flop forward. Okay. And so it may not be possible to get your splint on if you've got a cast on, but there should be uh, a way of keeping your foot in a neutral, in a flat uh, position. And your other foot absolutely needs to have the splint on to prevent yeah. that tightening up uh, while you're having this period of um, so so perfect. So on the so the so the leg that hasn't been fractured that needs to keep up with all that it did and yep, more. Absolutely. And the leg that has had a fracture, important that we have as good a foot position as possible. So with the uh, ankle held as close to ninety ninety or where it was at least before. Um, and sometimes you might need some special uh, shoes and footwear to help get, get you up on your feet. But in terms of your regular stretches and splints, that's definitely going to be important to continue. So um, what about the standing up? I think that is something that that uh, is, as we have already <laughs> mentioned, can feel quite scary. Is it possible to stand up with a cast on? Well, I think it, that depends a little bit on how well you were standing and walking before. But assuming you were doing um, at least walking around inside the home yep. before you fell um, or before you had your injury, um, then we would, physios would be looking to try to do some assisted standing. And that can feel quite tricky. So we'd start with sitting over the edge of the bed, letting the leg down. 
The trouble is if you're not allowed to put weight through the leg, so if it's non-weight bearing or you've got a big cast on, yeah. a standing up on the or other good leg, if you like, um, can be quite tricky, just standing on one leg. So you're definitely going to need some help. And actually getting up into standing can be really tricky. So you're going to yeah. need to use your arms, but you're also going to need some help from therapists. It may be that using um, a little Zimmer frame, a little frame in front of you, and yeah. having some people to help you up into standing uh, and somebody else holding your leg so that it's not going onto the ground is possible. That is quite tricky in a cast. For those uh, people who've had sort of internal fixation, so maybe a pinning or a frame put on, yeah. um, the leg is still a bit different and it's heavier, but actually standing up um, once you're over the initial operation stage is definitely something that we'd be working towards okay. and it may take several days and uh, it may feel like you're not making much progress at the beginning but with a little bit of time and repeating and just learning how to get your balance again that's definitely something that um, the physios would be looking towards and the whole point of internal fixation or external fixation is to enable you to get up uh, more quickly and enable you to start more active rehabilitation than a cast would allow okay uh, and it's not right for everybody and not maybe not everybody's offered it depending on what the fracture is and the stage that they're at but um, those types of fixation which uh, are recommended in the standards of care for boys who are are ambulant um, can be very beneficial and allow you to progress your rehabilitation progress that walking getting up yeah. and going again a bit more quickly yeah okay so so i think that's really important and and uh lindsay you've used the word tricky a lot and i think what we're saying here is that sometimes those first efforts are just they're exhausting and they are hard work it will get easier but we have work to do and i think that's you know we have to be prepared you know the more work you put in with everybody, with the support of the whole team, um, we can say that will help you get the best, the best outcome um, of, of what you do. I, I think it's true, isn't it, that some families um, worry that they won't be walking again. And that's not my experience at all um, working in Newcastle. Many of our boys who were walking do get walking again. Um, what would you say to those families, Lindsay? I think um, it, I would want to offer some reassurance exactly from what you'll say from my experience that, um, you know, the, the steroid management that boys, that almost all boys uh, take now or has uh, enabled us to um, help boys who've had fractures to rehabilitate yeah back to a similar stage that they were that they were at before their fracture yeah um and i think we know that while muscles i've said muscles do get weaker when we don't use them we don't want to be sitting down for several weeks at a time we want to start that rehab early i think it's also our experience that um it is it is possible um to get boys uh, walking again we we'd really recommend hydrotherapy as soon yeah. as it's possible um, because it's a, uh, an easier, safer environment to start weight bearing and walking in again, builds confidence yes. uh, and can be really helpful way to, it's a gentler way uh, yeah. to get going. But, but if there isn't, that isn't available, the use of parallel bars, use of other equipment that feels sturdy for the boys, yeah. that they can um, start slowly. And I think what you said is really important that 
um, it is it isn't easy, but it is possible. Yeah. And um, that that planning and talking to your therapist so that uh, things can go in people's diaries to say right. Uh, this boy is going to have his cast off on day X. Therefore, we need to look at, can we see him three times next week? And so that means coming for therapy yeah. uh, uh, because that uh, in the community, that that may be possible on a very short-term basis, but it's often going to be a combined uh, okay. provision with the local therapist working with a specialist centre. So I think that's interesting because we because now we're talking about so you've you've had your you've had input whilst you're in the hospital we've planned for home you're at home the community team becomes critical certainly in our experience I think yeah. Lindsay you um, certainly in Leeds have some some more experience of inputting alongside that community team for rehabilitation that that will not happen at every centre. But I do know that that um, the team around the family is absolutely vital. And as you've said, some of that will happen in the home and that can certainly be helpful to begin with. But um, most of us don't have a hydrotherapy pool tucked uh, in the back in the back bedroom. And so accessing parallel bars and and hydrotherapy will will mean travelling uh, from from home. OK, so, I mean, we've talked about the importance of hydrotherapy and and we know that in some cases that can happen whilst they're still in, in a in a cast or with with some kind of fixation. But what about once they come out of their cast, Lindsay? Excellent. Well, um, obviously, you you're going to want to progress the rehabilitation once uh, the, the, the cast removed. Yeah. Um, and you want to do that in a safer way as possible. So it's going to feel a little bit scary uh, having had the six, eight weeks in a cast, suddenly the cast removed. It's not, it's, it's going to take a little bit of time to get going again and yeah. uh, time and effort. So that, so the rehab for that, um, you'd start off probably at home, do it, learning to do a little bit of standing and walking and then, uh, also, you'd be back in school or college at this phase. Yeah. So you'd be thinking about how am I going to move around college? What's that going to look like? Um, how much help do I need? So it's about planning and making sure there's training in place for the people who look after you uh, in school and college, making sure that, that you're as safe as possible when you're doing your walking. And it's about building up your confidence again, because yeah. uh, very much depending on um, how the injury occurred in the first place, um, but we all know that falls uh, in, in Duchenne, they, they can come out of the blue and they can be very sudden. Um, and they, they can occur to people who've really not been falling much before, or there are, there are people who fall regularly and it's just this, this once, one time. Um, unfortunately, they've had a break. Yeah. So it does take some time to get uh, going again and to build your confidence in those different environments. So school, yes. college, home, inside and outside, just yeah. being aware of. Um, and sometimes that means using some maybe walking poles just to give you a little bit of stability. Yep. Some people may need to use a frame for a while. Yeah. Uh, but but a lot of boys, they like to get back to how they were doing it before. And maybe they're just needing somebody just to be with them or just maybe not walking as far, certainly at the beginning and just building back up to yep. what they were doing before. I, I think I think that's absolutely true. I think it's important to remember, though, that that there is a you know that loss of confidence can be significant and of course if you were struggling a lot with your walking getting back onto your feet is not right for everybody and I think we need to 
we need to support the boy and the family, the young man in that environment that, that you know, that you sometimes need permission to say, OK, th this isn't this isn't the right thing. Um, but but we're here as a team to give you the best chance and and optimize your independence. And if that's getting back on your feet, fantastic. OK, but if it's making better use of an electric wheelchair, especially in in tricky environments like school or college, then that's good, too. OK, so we're here to work with you um, around those decisions. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think I think the other thing that we that would be good just to review here, uh, Lindsay, is uh, it's, it's difficult in a podcast to cover all scenarios. Um, and we know that your orthopedic surgeon, they have their opinions and plans. And we have to, of course, respect those and make sure that we work with them. Um, but Lindsay and I know how important it is that the neuromuscular team get involved early around the type of fixation uh, that is given. And our general principle is we like fixation. That means that they can wait bare if that is part of their uh, plan as soon as possible. Um, because um, that will give them a greater chance of success to come out of the other side and walking. Um, so that's that's where me and Lindsay like to stick our nose into decisions, isn't it, Lindsay? Absolutely. So as soon as, as possible, even if you've got a cast on, changing that heavy cast um, yeah. for a lighter weight cast or maybe being able to come out of the cast and into a brace, which still gives the support and immobilization that's needed, but just means the boy can move uh, and maybe do transfers more easily yeah. whilst that fracture is still allowed to heal. But we, we obviously need to work with the orthopedic team, but that communication and helping them understand um, Duchenne muscular dystrophy and the, um, the changing picture of that and uh, what the new medications and things mean um, is, is our, that's our role as much as it is supporting the family. So yeah. that, that um, and once you've worked with a team once, it becomes easier. So yeah. um, that's good. Good. And I think I think the other thing that we know, especially uh, also from part one podcast, just to plug that one again, is that um, Emily raised really the, the, the huge importance of um, planning for home and equipment. And it can sometimes feel a bit of a fight to get what you need. Um, and again, the 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 specialist team, your community team are there to help you with that as much as possible. Yeah, I completely agree. So, Lindsay, we've talked about lots of hard work that needs to be done. And um, we've talked about the importance um, of the team and that hard work. But what is there to be optimistic about? How can we reassure families and uh, these boys and young men that there is something to look forward to? I think we have every reason to be optimistic. Uh, we know that uh, we can work with boys and with families uh, in that period of rehabilitation, starting in the hospital, working through to the discharge home, back into the school and in, into the community. And through all those stages, working hard with every reason to uh, hope that uh, the boy, young person can get back to their previous level of mobility. Yeah, that is excellent. And I think that's a take home message for everyone. So thank you so much, Lindsay, for your time um, and all of your input into this podcast. I hope uh, I can 
grab you again for another podcast in the future. Uh, but thank you very much. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to uh, be part of this. Thank you.